This is Dr. David Howard in his teaching on the books of Joshua through Ruth. This is session number 18, Patterns of Land Distribution Excursus. I just concluded looking at the chapters where the land is really chapters 19 to uh, 20, uh, I'm sorry, chapters 13 and 19. details in those chapters. So I'm making available uh, a document entitled Patterns in the Land Distribution Lists that gets into much more detail on this. But if you have it, you can look at it. And I kind of, uh, we, we come to But if you look, get into, into them, we will see as we bit in a previous segment that uh, there are differences among them. So they include, uh, number one, the boundary lists that we talked about. They include city uh, lists uh, that are there. They include notices of cities or territories that remain to be conquered. They include s- stories of individuals or groups asking for and receiving their inheritance, like Caleb or the daughters of Zulfahad, uh, Joshua. Uh, and then other miscellaneous patterns that, that are there. So I'd like to just kind of take us through, look at some of those patterns, and then say, is there some significance there? So the first thing we'll say is that there are the, the, the descriptions of the territories of the peoples of the tribes are given in terms of the, the boundaries, but also the cities that populate um, the, the territory. So I have a chart in the, in the document there where you see the tribes listed on the left, and the second column uh, tells about their inheritance, the passage in Joshua that tells about where they're inherited. Then it teases out that passage, and the third column is the specific boundary list for that tribe. And the fourth column is the specific verses that tell city lists. And you'll see that sometimes uh, there's no cities mentioned um, for some of the tribes. Uh, for others, like, like Levi, there's no boundary list because they receive cities, but there's no discrete territory. Interestingly, uh, the tribe of Simeon ends up kind of to the tribe of Judah, and that shows up in these lists. They, there's a list uh, for Simeon in chapter 19 where it gives the cities that they inherited, but there's no boundary list for Simeon. And it's clear that their cities are in the territory of Judah. So uh, there, there is that uh, going on there. There's a, secondly, there's the list of the cities and territories remaining to be conquered. And uh, we see that begin with in chapter 13 with, for the Israelites in general. Uh, we've looked at that in the previous segment for the, the reference in Judah, that they were not able to drive out the Jebusites at the end of the chapter. But there's another uh, grouping of them uh, about Manasseh and Ephraim and Dan. Uh, I've also included in, in that second chart, which is on page four of the document, uh, the, the list of both in Joshua and in Judges. So in Judges, you see even more that the tribes were not able to drive them out and uh, tells the peoples that they were not able to do that. There's a third section, uh, third grouping of stories that one commentator has called land-grant narratives, where there are these little stories about individuals or groups that ask for the land and they're given the land. So it's the grant of the land, land-grant narratives. And... Uh, there's kind of a pattern there. There's a confrontation that, it, that establishes the setting. 
Uh, and the characters and their, then the would-be grantees present their case, make a request, then the, grant, the land is granted, and then there's a summary of the episode, and you find that with Caleb in chapter 14, uh, Caleb's daughter actually in chapter 15, her name is Aksa, uh, the daughters of Zelophehad, chapter 17 that we've looked at in the previous segment, uh, Joseph, the tribes of Joseph, um, Ephraim and Manasseh, when they greedily said we, we need more, and then the Levites uh, in actually chapter 21 that we haven't looked at yet. And then there's some other miscellaneous patterns. Uh, they're presented, especially in chapters 18 and 19, kind of the, the last seven tribes in a regular fashion. There's kind of a pattern to those. But what I'd like to do uh, to conclude is try to make some sense out of that. So I'm going to read you some uh, things here. Patterns there. And I think there's some answers there. These lists are the heart of the book. Uh, we often think of, of the book of Joshua as, as the battles, but those only occupy five chapters, uh, or six chapters, six to 11. Uh, there's many more that talk about the distribution of the land. And uh, in a way, we, sometimes I've wondered to myself, you know, why couldn't God have inspired the author, Joshua, just to say something like, Joshua, lived happily ever after, I could be done with that in half a, half a chapter, and it wouldn't take me so long to slog through all these chapters of the lists. Uh, especially when I was growing up reading the Bible, these lists are really tough to, to read through. But I think the reason that the lists are here and the detail is here is in a sense, these are, this is the raw data that sort of proves, quote unquote, uh, the, the, the fulfillment of God's promises. For centuries, Israel had been had to get to this place here, it's not enough just to say, okay, it's done, let's move on. Rather, as we ourselves as humans do, when there's a, a, a great event long anticipated and we get there and we have a, a great celebration and afterwards we want to savor it and we want to celebrate it and we, before we move on, we just enjoy that. And so the, the detail of these lists are for the people to celebrate uh, that, I think. Um, it's like even a good book that you read when you're getting to the end. You don't want it to end. You want it to keep savoring it. Um, so, for example, uh, think of the modern day, uh, probably the most significant commercial transaction that most Americans do is to buy a house. And there are several different ways of identifying the house. Uh, its location, for some people, it may just be called the, uh, the Gillingham Place. Uh, that's where the Gillinghams live. For other people, it's the big white frame house on the corner with three stories, the big porch. For others, it's the place with the bird feeders in the yard. For other people, it's the place where all those nice children are. For other people, it's known by its postal address, uh, 3 West Maple Street. So there's different ways of describing all of that. Uh, but in the eyes of the law, uh, there's another way to describe that. And uh, it will contain terminology like this. This is fictional terminology, but if you've ever bought a house and you have the deed to your house, it's going to give a description of your property in terms like this. Lot number 56 in block number 212 in uptown, section 18, township 34 north, range 8 east of the 6th principal meridian according to the plat, such and such a date, 
is document number such and such in book 42 of Platts, page 29 in Lincoln County. Uh, I got that from, my own, from a deed of a house that I had owned years ago. And that language is impenetrable to me and to most people, I think. Uh, but the time comes to buy or sell a house, uh, it's of utmost importance that somebody knows that language and somebody knows that land. And the surveyors and the title company and others know that. And I'm glad that my lawyer, my survey company at least, understand that and know what it is very precisely. And in a sense, these lists in Joshua are sort of like that. And so every tribe can look at these lists and say, here's our piece of the land. And we have legal title to it. Here it's in the archives. It's been recorded. And that's what belongs to us. These are the records. And I think that's an uh, important part of it. We might even wonder, think about uh, this through a military lens, although that's not the major focus. But uh, think about this, that Israel uh, had waged several different campaigns against the Canaanites. They had shed a lot of blood. They had trampled up and down the, the hills and the mountains and the valleys there. And... Uh, They had intimate connections with the land of Canaan. Um, I had a person describe to me who had had a military background. He said, quote, uh, to a soldier who has fought for every hill in town, maybe street to street and house to house, fighting and who shed some blood on those hills and in those towns and maybe lost a friend or a loved one in the battles, you bet that the details are important and to be celebrated. It is a celebration of victory hard won and dearly paid for. And uh, so those descriptions, whether, well, to us in the 21st century, they may not be uh, really intelligible to certainly the original audience. Uh, it, they would have been very significant. And the, the fact that God had them preserved in empire, inspired scripture would challenge us to go back and try to understand why that, why that was and why they were significant. Um, there's regularities in the patterns that we've talked about. And I think the... The good thing about that is that every tribe could see, here's our, bar here's our borders, here's our cities, and uh, we're getting our piece of the land just like everybody else is. And uh, yet, of course, uh, there are also differences. And so in, to the modern day, we might think of a sim simple country bungalow, uh, two or three room house, it was re would be very different mansion with dozens and dozens of rooms, bathrooms, and so on, and the description uh, the, the survey description of the little house versus the big mansion would be very different, but all of that is uh, significant. So we see some tribes and some individuals standing out in a way above the others, Judah, Manasseh, Ephraim, Joseph, uh, Caleb, etc. And that affirms their significance uh, as well. So it seems to me that he, uh, despite their uh, seeming impenetrability, that the lists in Joshua, when we spend time looking through them, we don't memorize and remember the names of every single town and city, but do we, do we see the patterns there? there we, can see, we can recognize that they are indeed the core of the book. Uh, they are the legal data supporting the tribe's claims to their territories, validating God's experience, uh, the, God's faithfulness to them. There's a deep sense of rootedness to the people in this land. Um, this idea of, of land ownership or, or rootedness in the land is, is one of the most fundamental principles of human societies. We find that almost anywhere in the world. And so uh, in this most deeply geographically oriented uh, book of all, of all books in the Bible, um, it seems to me that 
this kind of understanding would, uh, these truths would shine forth very clearly. This is Dr. David Howard in his teaching on the books of Joshua through Ruth. This is session number 18, Patterns of Land Distribution Excursus. Thank you.